Welcome to February. We're in the month of love. And just a quick reminder, you can still get 50% off your ticket to the Neurodiverse Love Conference today through Saturday, the 11th of February. I will have the link down in the show notes so you can go see all of the presenters. Dr. Ali Arena, my coaching partner for the Neurodiverse Communication Ecosystem is presenting and she's talking all about her jam, which is communication styles. And I'll be presenting at 1.30 on the 14th Eastern time about sex and burnout, how that shows up in our relationship. So don't miss that amazing discount 50% off. Well, today I have an amazing guest, a really good friend of mine. And Tammy Cho is going to be revealing how burnout shows up on the face and in the body. You aren't imagining it. You haven't been imagining that maybe if you've been in burnout a long time, that you look different than you used to. We do look different in burnout versus how we look and thrive. Imagine how much compassion and grace you can extend to your body when you understand the insights Tammy will be sharing with you today. You got the episode queued up, so stick around, share this powerful and enlightening conversation with Tammy and I today that will open your mind to the physical side of burnout. I want to make sure that you don't miss the incredible gifts that Tammy has included for you. There's a meditation link down in the show notes. And there's also a link to a special event that Tammy is going to be conducting tomorrow, Thursday, February the 9th. And for you, my friend, it's free. So be sure you go check it out. Tammy is going to be teaching a whole new perspective from a lot of the things you'll be learning in this episode today. And it's how to embody your goals in 2023. I took this workshop with Tammy back at the beginning of January, and I'm telling you, it was powerful. It really made me think differently about how I approach my daily life and how I show up for myself and the things that happen in our world every day. We have these like goals and things that we want to do, and then when we don't do them, we feel really crappy, like we failed, and then there's a lot of shame and guilt. Tammy has some incredible ways to help you break out of that and to really start living in the direction that you want to go, not anybody else. So be sure to stick around and get the show notes for that and sign up because it's tomorrow and it's free. I don't want you to miss it. And Tammy actually was really generous and included her email address. And that's in the show notes too. If you can't make it tomorrow, but you'd like to get the replay, she said, just email her. She'll send it to you. And Tammy's such a sweetheart. Also, I got another little thing real quick before we get going on this amazing embodiment episode with Tammy Cho. Stick around to the very end. There's something new. If you're a subscriber on Spotify and you have access to the Mind Your Autistic Brain workshops and all of the amazing goodness that I've got going on that I share in there with with our subscribers, you got a new episode yesterday. You got a workshop. It's a two-part workshop, Quantum Leap, Your Burnout Restoration Journey, and there's a special link in there. Stick around to the end, and I'll give you all the insights and the juicy goodness if you'd like to join the new subscribers community. So here we go. Hi, I'm Carol Jean 
Lynn Identified Autistic ADHD Human, and your host of the Mind Your Autistic Brain talk show and Burnout Restoration Unveilers community. You're about to experience the new way to thrive as a neurodistinct brain and body by getting off the chronic cycle burnout loop for good. By unveiling your authentic self, defining what thriving feels like for you, knowing your burnout signpost, so those top 20 burnout warning signs are a thing of the past, and stepping into your best life as the creator and leader you are meant to be. Get ready, because this is where we go against the mainstream. Say no to outdated self-care tips, and we say yes to who we are in order to create an energized, authentic, peaceful, and harmonized world. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain. Tammy, welcome to the show. I am so excited you're here. Oh my goodness. Path to the heart. I mean, that just in itself speaks volumes and it's so powerful. What does it mean to be a body whisperer? I mean, I love that so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Carol. And I love to explain, like, because a lot of people have asked me that, what exactly is body whispering? And essentially what I do, Carol, is I help someone see and understand themselves through their own facial characteristics, through their own body shape, um, how they, how they walk, how they hold their posture. Um, And I help them see and understand themselves. So they stop running away from themselves, essentially, Carol. Um, and, and I'm not sure, you know, where people are at with this, but we always hear about this body, mind, heart, soul connection. And oftentimes we think about the body as having sort of physical ailments and things like that. But what many people don't know actually is that our body is a direct reflection of our thoughts and emotions, like literally to the shape of our face, to, um, our eye shape, to the nostril. So it's quite interesting um, like that. And I, I use this to help someone essentially, um, yeah, like connect them back into their body and their hearts in this way. Because I think we often look in the mirror and we put on our makeup and we go about our day, whatever that looks like. And we don't really see ourselves. And that's a big missing piece I notice in a lot of the high achievers I work with, Carol. Oh, you, yes. I mean, you were speaking the path directly to my heart. <laughs> and that one, you know, that's, that's a really big conversation that, that we have in our autistic and ADHD neurodistinct community it is like avoiding looking in the mirror or looking in the mirror just for the function of whatever it is you have to do. And then quickly moving away from it, not really taking time to look and observe and and be comfortable in observing ourselves. I mean, I avoided doing that or it was the opposite. I would look in the mirror and I would criticize every part of myself. I didn't ever look in the mirror with compassion or love or appreciation, you know, as, and hearing you talk about this and, you know, we've had some conversations previous to this and you had mentioned, you know, sort of the the history of this particular type of work that you do. 
And I know that it's something that's been around for a long time. And it makes so much sense to me, you know, that our thoughts create everything. Our thoughts create, you know, our world around us. I never thought about turning it internally to say, you know, my thoughts are actually influencing and shaping my physical body. Wow. I mean, that's wow. Hold on a minute. I think, you know, I probably just not hello. Did that just hit you out there too? I mean, wow, Tammy, can you give me some examples of like certain thoughts or maybe an emotion in a thought and how that can influence or what you've seen as to how that impacts someone's facial features or their, their body shape? Yeah, I would love to like, um, you know, what, what comes through is that like lots, sometimes we see people that have a bigger build and some people that have a smaller build in their body. And just with speaking with someone that has a smaller build in their, uh, the barrel of their chest and the shape of their body being on the smaller size, it's definitely speaks to a place where at a younger age, you didn't really get, um, that love and attention in a way that you felt that you had to keep yourself small and unseen and that you didn't deserve to receive like that, that um, creation of space for yourself to really even speak your needs. And so often that will speak of a smaller frame of body, not to say they don't have a lot of love. I mean, it's, 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 um, it's really about looking the ratios of a body too. And knowing that, like when we look at the ratios, we can see that they have so much love to give and yet their upbringing has shaped their body in this way to it's, it's literally to the, sh- the size of their bone to like the size of their body and how much air they could take in and receive the gratitude, you know, all of these things. And so that's one of the, one of the ways that um, it, yeah, manifests and creates in our body, literally. Mm. You know, in our there are a distinct population. One of the big things that a lot of us talk about is that, you know, we've had unhealthy controlling relationships with our food. And you just like, for me, you just spoke to that of like, it was how I could control something, but it was also how I could make myself as small as possible to take up the least amount of space, like actually shaping, you know, my body in that way, or, through stress and and other things, then over on the opposite side, then I would overindulge and I would get bigger. And then I would be like, I'm taking up this space, but then I'm also, this is just one more way that I can sort of lose myself in the food. And it then impacts my body. And holy cow, that's a, there's, there's a lot to process on an emotional level. Just thinking about that. How do you, how do you begin to like, once once you recognize, you know, like, oh man, how I think informs my physical body, even down to the shape of my nostrils, where do we start to shift some thought for that? Like, what's sort of like the first step in that process? Well, the first step I walk people through, honestly, is to start to, um, you know, walk them through the journey of their face to really sort of see all these parts of themselves. Cause um, uh, the listeners probably don't know this, but our left side of our face is our private world. And the right side of our face is this um, public face that we show the world. And yes, I walk someone through looking at their strains and the challenges and internal conflicts within themselves. 
but also to um, the intention, my true intention is to help them drop from the head to the body and to actually witness and see themselves and to hold space for someone to actually start to shift that relationship with themselves. Because un until we actually connect to it at a heart level, it's not really landing in the body, you see. And so I actually don't do many readings because I feel that people get the information and it becomes intellectual information. Oh, my, my eyebrows mean this. And, you know, you know, my ears mean this and that's cool. And it becomes another thing you read that becomes like a mind thought. And, and yes, like you speak about the thoughts and how this shapes our body. And, and what I've noticed with working with my clients is that all thoughts and mind chatter, overthinking, it stems from emotion. It stems from how we feel within ourselves. And I know you know this, Carol. And it's, it's like oftentimes when I get people to come back to the body and, and feel themselves and to tap into some symptoms in their body or like, you know, pain in their body or like a health condition, you know, oftentimes it, it is connected to the emotions and um, everything else like stems from that. That has been my experience for sure. I would have to second that. That has been definitely mine. And, and with several co-occurring health conditions, I found that when I was in extreme burnout and my emotions were very dysregulated and were really kind of all over the place, my physical health was so much worse. And it was like, the more out of control and big my thoughts and my emotions were, the more the physical symptoms of my condition manifested larger and more extreme. And it was really in that realization that my mind had so much more prescriptive medicine in itself than any prescription that I picked up at a pharmacy ever could on, on a lot of levels, not like 100% because every now and then there's still those things where that is, you know, that medication fills in something your body doesn't make, but that was a big one. Tammy, I would love to know sort of your journey or your path to, to the heart for you. How did you come to this? What was your big why for practicing in this way? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to, you know, touch base because I had come from working as a nurse for, you know, 20 years. And, you know, the yes, there's a time and place for medication. And um, oftentimes when it comes to chronic issues and matters of the heart, uh, oftentimes that is not addressed and and uh, and sort of leads into my story in a way that, you know, essentially <clears throat> one day I was at work as a nurse and I ended up. Um, getting chest pain and heart palpitations that radiated up my jaw, down my arm, and I was struggling to just take a breath. And, and I ended up being wheeled off to emergency in front of all my coworkers at work. And I was, um, yeah, I burned out. I had a panic attack. And I, I leading up to that point, Carol, I, I knew that I was experiencing high anxiety and uh, losing my ability to focus and all these things, right? But I, I really couldn't get myself to, to let go. And like, you know, I even got a doctor's note to take time off. I was preparing to leave, but it was a month later and I still didn't leave. And, um, you know, 
And someone might say like, you know, why, why did I not prioritize my own needs, you know, over everything else that was happening? And, and I, you know, it honestly um, stemmed back to, you know, being abandoned by my mother and, you know, being left to emotionally and physically abusive father. And it, I, I started my life, you know, not being wanted and not essentially being told that I meant anything. And it was, I, I, I got really good at like filling in the gaps, you know, the gap that I thought was me. And I was people pleasing, becoming that high achiever, getting those good marks. And that became who I was. And in that moment um, of not being able to prioritize myself, it was not that I intellectually didn't know. <laughs> it was that emotionally, I couldn't let go. And I think how many people out there know what's good and right for them, but struggle with putting themselves first. And that's like, you know, very much why I created Paths to the Heart. I mean, yes, I got this download and I was told divinely guided to start this business and all of that. But in my own story, in my heart, it's like, it all came down to how I felt about myself and how much self-love and acceptance I had for myself. Everything else was affected by this one factor. And so this is why I choose to lead people back to the heart exactly through the body, through the emotions, back to self. So we can make those decisions that are, we are so intelligent and smart. We do have our gifts. We do have all these impacts we want to make and the difference we want to make. And it's like, you know, we often hear we're, we're in our own way. But what if that part of us that's in the way is this really young child that was never told any difference. And yet we keep on pushing over her or him and not listening, you know, and our, our body will just keep on telling us that something, listen to me, hear me. And it gets louder and louder, you know, and, and yeah, this is like, you know, why I do what I do, because whether you're a high achiever and you're looking for that next level, or you're, you're, you're in the space of burnout and trying to heal anxiety or depression, it all comes down to the same thing. That is the root cause. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's that, that just touched me so deeply. I mean, oh, just like really that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Tammy. That I think there's so many people that are watching and listening to your, you share your story today that, that feel that, that felt that. And maybe they're still feeling that right now. And I see this beautiful glowing woman in front of me who has gone from having this full-blown panic attack and, and feeling like, you know, unwanted and unloved and, and that it wasn't okay to show up for myself, that I had to keep people pleasing because that's what I'm quote unquote supposed to do. And we talk about this all the time on this show. We, we're shooting ourselves to death. <laughs> we just shoot ourselves all over the place. What was it? Like, what, what happened? How did, was it that you came across this particular aspect of seeing and how our emotions tie to our face? How did you come to this place to start your 
your journey, your path back to your heart, Tammy? You know, honestly, Carol, like I was as being that numbed person that I was just going through the motions of life, doing all the things, hitting all the goals. But when I slowed down, I, I just knew, you know, and it honestly wasn't until my, my daughter was six months old and she was lying there in one of those baby Einstein mats, right. With the hanging toys. And for the first time she hit one of those hanging toys intentionally at six months old. And there was actually a community nurse that was in my living room on my couch to the right of me. And she said, tell me, did you see that? And I saw it, I was, but I was honestly so disconnected and thinking about everything I got to do to keep this child alive that I just, I couldn't connect to even my own daughter. Like, you know, and just saying that always makes me emotional, just realizing that's how far I was in it, you know? And I realized that I was turning, I mean, no, I wasn't abandoning my daughter. <laughs> um, like my mom had did me, but it was like, I was emotionally abandoning my daughter, you know, and that, you know, put that initial fire under my bum to start, I started, you know, obviously seeing counselors and therapy and all these things and uh, to take care of myself um, because I had to do this, you know, now that fire was sparked and I, I started doing NLP uh, practitioner and I, I was trying to master the mind and did all these personal development and the answer wasn't there. And so I, I went into uh, energy healing and I, I realized that people that were intuitive and were empaths could feel me when I didn't trust myself to share things. And it was opened up me to a new world. And yes, it made a huge difference. And I, I did Reiki and shamanism and bowel energy healing and uh, a realm of things. And it helped. But uh, Carol, when I stopped, like I was exchanging energy healings every week, sometimes two to three times a week. And if I was honest with myself, when I was... Um, I stopped doing them, then all the feelings of anxiety and the, the chronic anxiety and depression I had came back. And I was, you know, I'm a truth seeker. And because I, try, I really value freedom, I just, I kept on looking. And I went through four years of emotional and spiritual healing. And that's when I came across psychosomatic therapy, which is a study of the bar, body, mind, heart, soul, and the face reading and things like this. And it just, everything fell together. Like the, my journey of like body, energy, heart, spirit, you know, and then now coming to the body, I realized as I was going through this and now having my master's now, but it's like seeing how through the journey of seeing my picture when I first started on this journey and how my, my face and body has changed and realizing my body was showing that I was yearning and reaching out for love. Like literally you feel like something in your chest that balloons out. And it's like, I was reaching for, at the same time, my body was pushing love away. Like I had to like tangibly see this and bring it all together within myself and really be brutal, brutally honest with myself, radically honest with myself that, you know what, this is happening. This has a change. And it just like deepened me again and again into realizing, wow, there's more love here for me. I have a lot of power. You know, this is, this is my body. It's, it's sacred, full of wisdom and amazing. And so am I, and we are all one. And, oh my um, gosh. Yes. <laughs> and I think so many people are, you know, we hear about the body, mind, heart, soul connection. Um, and until we actually have this experience where we're linking in 
the thoughts, like seeing it and connecting it, all these pieces where you start to not address your part separately or make any part wrong. It's, it's, we're, we're, it's not separate. We're all connected and it's actually all one. And I think we hear that oneness business, but we are all one right here. Oh, yeah. It, it, there, I mean, there's just so much in that to unpack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I just celebrated my 30th high school reunion. And it was really interesting because, um, yeah, I, I hosted the online event. I, you know, I thought, oh, I can't make the trip. There's a lot of us that live all over the place. I'll just host the online thing. And one of my girlfriends from high school posted some of our pictures from graduation. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. And I, I looked at myself and I took a picture of myself that night. I don't know if you, you probably saw it on LinkedIn. And I had my picture today and my picture from high school from 30 years ago. And my friend Jessica said, how do you reverse age? <laughs> and I, I remember thinking, you know, when I started this journey of myself back in 2016, that was really my, the beginning of my burnout restoration journey. And so much of what you're speaking to about the shape of your face, the shape of your body. And I look back at pictures of myself and I almost feel unrecognizable because my face has changed. And I remember at one point about two years in, I got kind of excited and I'm like, I don't know what this is now. I have, now I do. But at the time I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm, I feel like I'm literally reverse aging myself. And I had even said that to myself, like, I look, I look the way I feel on the inside. It finally feels like it matches. Like I look back at my 18 year old, 17, 18 year old self. And I went, bless your heart. You had no idea. You were struggling so much. You didn't understand that you were okay. Just the way you were, you were so busy trying to figure out how to fit in and why you were different and all of these things. And I could see that on my face. I could see that in my body. It was like, there was almost like this harder look to my face And there was this lack of sort of that joy, right? Because I didn't have that. And I look at that picture of myself today and I'm like, I can see the internal part there in such a way that, you know, until I met you and and really started to put these pieces together, I thought, oh, I'm totally just doing things that are healthy and taking care of myself in any way. But it was really... I mean, and, and looking at some of those pictures of like when I had gained a hundred pounds and I was like 256 pounds and I was in the worst burnout of my life and I had small kids and financial stress and all this stuff. And I look at those pictures and I'm like, whoa, that was one really miserable ill on so many levels, not just physical, but like emotional and mental ill individual. And it was showing up on the outside. And to see the autistic burnout, and I've seen other autistics online post their like pictures when they're in burnout and and when they're feeling better. And like sometimes the progression of entering burnout and then going deeper in those degrees of burnout and, and they're categorizing and they're cataloging, this is my physical decline. And you're here telling us 
what we intuitively are knowing, but in a way that's sort of speaking to the intellectual, but also to the heart of, hey, there's a reason. Yes, Carol. Um, yes, yes, and yes. You know, and it's like, and when I when I see your skin, Carol, I could tell that you have a very clarity about who you are. You know, it's like this. Our skin speaks to that. The clearness of the skin, and um, just to you know, as you're speaking about the face, and just I, I recently got a, a fecia scan on the face, which looks at all the sunburn and, um, you know, the, the deeper lines and the, the amount of burn that the skin has, you know, experienced. And um, I honestly, I actually did it before COVID and after COVID and during COVID, no, no skin treatment. I was very bad with my skincare. And I actually went back um, six years in age, according to my skin. And so when we, and I think all of us can relate that when we do some sort of release work, right, we can feel the release leave our body, we can feel like a, a shift or a feel lighter. I mean, that's the energy part of our body. And emotions is energy in motion, you know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's all related. And when we just don't address these deeper parts of ourselves, it's, it's actually getting trapped in our body, you know, and on so many levels. And it's more than how we look like, you know, if that's where your entry into this work, like God bless you, you know, because we all start somewhere, but it's like, as we go deeper into these things in our body, even the way we hold our posture, how we walk, how this, if we're on purpose and on direction with, with our purpose. And when we don't actually embody what we're trying to create and the thoughts and emotions and shift it and the way we sort of hold our body and posture our body, that also affects our ability to create. It's like, you know, saying one thing and not doing the other, same thing with, you know, um, saying something and, and holding your body a certain way. So, so much like it's not, yeah, it's not separated. It's all together. And if you're okay with it, Carol, I'd like to walk everyone just through a simple, simple exercise that you could experience, you know, in your body and, um, you know, get a bit of a, um, to, to feel this within yourself. So you can kind of start to make those connections as, as much as that we can sort of on the show anyways. And so um, just invite everyone right right now, just to um, like start off by just emphasizing rounding off your shoulders forward and like in the space, like just allow yourself to breathe. And just notice that breath, maybe take a couple of breaths here and just slowly start to unwind a centimeter up, unwinding your shoulders and just taking a breath there. And another few centimeters and just notice the breath. And then um, straightening a little bit more and again, taking that breath. Really allow yourself to come into the body and just feel that. Feel how the breath is going in and then straight and then feeling the breath in and out again. Noticing the difference in the entry of the breath. And when you think you're straight, I invite you to actually bring your shoulders back even more and take that breath. Mm. Just notice the difference of all of that. And so in this exercise, what I was uh, highlighting was that when we round our shoulders, and some of us obviously round it more than others, 
is that it's a place that we're holding in our heart space and we're feeling fearful at some level. And this, you can see that depending on how we are holding our body and where you're at with that within yourself, is that it affects how much you can actually receive in the breath. Receive, let in, and let go even. And just noticing that um, sometimes, oftentimes, we're rounded up in front of the computer. And obviously, there's a difference with something doing something transiently. And also, when someone, you, they're always having sort of like that roundedness at all times. And notice that when you're in front of the computer and you're rounding your shoulders, are you actually feeling empowered in that moment? Or you're feeling fearful of not getting things done? And just be present to that. And of course, there's people that their whole bo- their, the whole bone structure has changed to actually format that. Um, and so um, there's different variations of this um, for people. And so this is just one of the ways that if we are actually, you know, going about life, wanting to, you know, complete, make that impact and um, do our goals and things like that. But we're, what space are we creating from? Are we creating from fear or openness? And are we, when we hit those goals, are we allowing ourselves to receive it? Do we have gratitude for self? Can we let ourselves in? Even though we hit those milestones in life. Because I tell you this, I'm working with a client that's in her 70s. And I'm so grateful she's come to work with me now because she has lived life not letting herself in. And hitting all the things and still trying to hit things. And she's like, thank you, Tommy. Thank you for helping me receive myself. Because like, like, honestly, like all this effort we put into life. And when we hit those goals, we can't even feel like love for ourselves. Like, what kind of life is that? Oh, my gosh. Yes. If you're hearing this today, and this is really resonating with you, if you're recognizing that you're not allowing yourself to receive your full self, you know, like, like Jessica Michael said, you know, I was hitting all my goals, but I was still failing. Are we still failing to receive ourselves? Are we still failing to, to be open? And I know that's something I've talked about and we've had a discussion on the show before about receiving. And when we have felt like, all we could do was give because that was what was safe, that it didn't feel safe to receive. If this has spoken to you today, if, if Tammy has spoken to you and reached a part and a path to your heart, please reach out to her. Reach out to her to, to work through this journey of, of self-love and embodying that self-love and acceptance because you fully deserve this. You are worthy of this. This is your birthright to stand in your your sun and your skin and yourself and embody and embrace all that you were created to be. Because there is nothing that you have to do to be worthy to receive. You already are. And Tammy Cho will help get you there in that path to your heart. Absolutely. All of the contact information for Tammy will be down in the show notes. Tammy, 
what is the one thing you would like people to know today? Those who are starting this journey and that path to themselves, what is the one thing you would like them to know? What I feel called to say is that, you know, know that you're not alone and that almost everyone is experiencing the same thing on different levels. And it really just takes that moment of vulnerability and courage just to speak for yourself and ask for help. Because I know how, how hard that can be. And to have everything put together and still feel like you need to ask for help. That's, that's the courage. And vibration, our, our consciousness and vibration shifts at the vibration of courage. So I'll leave that with the guest today. And um, I love you. You deserve it. Speak to the vibration of your courage. Oh, that is powerful. That is powerful. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing this path to the heart with us today, Tammy. This has been transformative in so many ways. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Mind Your Autistic Brain conversation and community because we are all seeking the path to our heart to live our best thriving life and to not just give, but to also receive. Okay, just as promised, let's talk all about the new community. So every week we have incredible conversations here on the Mind Your Autistic Brain talk show. And I don't want the conversation to start here. I know when you hear this, you process it and you've got questions. You may have things you want to share that have happened in your life that relate to the conversation that we had that week. Well, we have a new subscribers community over on the Mind Your Autistic Brain learning platform. And if you are a subscriber on Spotify, you got a new episode yesterday just for you. It's the part one, Clean Slate, on how to get started on your quantum leap burnout restoration leap year. And in that, in the show notes for it, there's a link for you to get free access for a whole month to the new community. There's a great place to have conversations with other community subscribers, community members. We'll, each one will have a section for the episode, the talk show. Uh, we'll even do special appearances where we'll have the guest from the show come back and do a live Q&A uh, with our community there. We've got amazing things planned for everyone this year. So if you're not yet a subscriber on Spotify, go check it out. Or if you just like to join the community directly, send me an email at info at mindyourautisticbrain.com and put in the subject line, subscribers community, talk show, any of those things. And let me know, hey, could you send me the link and the information so I could get a free month of the talk show community? I'd love to have you there. See you guys soon. Oh, next week. Oh my gosh. Tune in next week. I got a surprise guest. See you then. Bye-bye.